0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Sons of Legends. It's your boy, Art Dog, here with your homeboy, MJ Gunner. Oh, I'm feeling sick. It's starting to make me
1: frown, but I'm still up in here ready to get down. How's it going, ladies and gentlemen?
0: Nope. Nope. That ain't it. it. Is. That ain't it. Don't, don't start with me. Um, I want to start off with... Um, UFC 239. We're going to talk mm-hmm. about all the things that happened with that one, uh, which was a bomb ass card. That UFC card was crazy. Yeah. Uh, bunch of shit cracked off. What up, Wes? Yo, Wes, how's it going, my friend? Um, so, let's start with the main event, dog. John Jones against Tiago Santos for the UFC light heavyweight title. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, I know I usually give John Jones a lot of shit on this show. Oh, you, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah well, Don't you know, say. Some, maybe somebody hasn't noticed it yet. You know, this could be news to someone watching out there, but yeah, I don't like to give a lot of credit where it's due. But, you know, I, I admit, you know, he, he looked good yeah, in that fight. You know, he was doing his thing. Doing his thing. Uh, I, in my opinion, John Jones got beat up in yeah, this one. I was going to say that too. I do
0: think Tiago Santos won this fight, though. Uh, John Jones won by split decision. Uh, it seemed like Tiago Santos really fucked his knee up in the first round. Oh, yeah,
1: most definitely. You know, I think they're talking about a torn ACL or something. And, you know, that just speaks to uh, Santos's tough. toughness, you know, going not only
0: uh, staying in the fight, but, you know, thriving in the fight. You know, <laughs> um, What I've been saying for years is John Jones has maybe the skinniest legs in the light heavyweight division, (laughs) and somebody finally exposed it. Like, man, oh, man, he was crushing them calves. He was tearing John Jones' legs legs up with leg kicks. Even though he had a torn ACL, he was still tearing John Jones' legs up. Uh, Every time John Jones got close, he would – he would throw these bombs at him. And uh, Jones kind of had to adjust to what he was doing, like keep his distance away from him. Yeah. And he was throwing these uh, jabs. He really, he caught Santos with a really clean elbow and dropped him. Mm -hmm. Um, But as far as like, I think this was John Jones' toughest fight to date.
1: Yeah, most definitely. You know, and I still think that you know Santos. One day, you know, I was probably, in my opinion, it was the uh, the champion's uh, advantage, as they say. You know, yeah. You uh, say that, most uh, of the time, right. when it
0: goes to decision, they give it to the champion when it's that close. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the exception of maybe Henry Cejudo. Yeah, that's probably the one that I can think of that. Didn't go that way. But Santos put it on John Jones. And Santos walked out, and John Jones didn't. Which is another thing. He got carried out because his leg was that thrashed.
1: Now, I didn't see the fight Saturday night. I watched it Sunday, and all Saturday night, I'm thinking, I'm hearing on the internet, John Jones is a goat, John Jones is this, John Jones is that. I'm all, okay, John Jones must went out there and really, you know, showed up, man. He must have really delivered. And then
0: I see the fight, and I'm all like, this is what y'all was going on about? Yeah. This? Yeah. he could very well have lost that fight. He It could have very well went either way. I gave Santos uh, rounds one and two. Uh-huh. I gave John Jones round three and four. And round five was pretty close. I want to give it to Santos in
1: round five. I noticed some deep shots he got off there. Yo, Sam Spade. He's
0: here. What's going we on? We haven't got to that yet, Sam. We're getting to it. <laughs> we're getting to it. We're going backwards. Yeah, going backwards. Right now, we're talking about John Jones pretty much almost losing and um santos put it on him dude he tore up his legs like i've been saying for years i think that's a game plan that somebody should have implemented and tiago santos was the one to leg kick the shit out of john jones and tear his legs up he did that he did he hobbled out of the out of the octagon he had two guys carrying him out and um you could kind of tell that Jones
1: isn't really used to that kind of pressure, you know. No. Like like you said, you know, it kind of changed up his fighting style. You know, can't really get in too close because, as he said, even he said that
0: he should. That he knew he had to stay away from him. You know, he can't go in yeah. there and slug it out with him. He couldn't slug it out with him because Santos has knockout power. Couldn't yeah. do that. Um, he 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 pretty much got beat up for the for one of the first times in his career. What, now? Would you consider DC beat him up? Would you consider that, or did that just happen, or did that not happen? <laughs> Is DC one of the people that beat him up? DC took it to him, but he didn't beat him up. Uh, John Jones kind of implemented DC's game plan on him. Yeah. Wrestled him. Gustafson was the first one to beat John Jones up, like beat him up. Yeah. But by the third <laughs> round, John Jones adjusted, and Gustafson get didn't get shit off for the rest of the fight. In this one, John Jones was scared to get close. Like he couldn't adjust to this kind of game plan, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Sam Spade says talking about if uh if you scored the fight in Jones' favor, you don't need to be a judge. I'm like, you blind bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um I yeah. gave it to Santos also. Me too. But I um, think so. you know, champions advantage. Yep. When it's that close when it's that close, most of the time they give it to the champ. Rock with the but champ. congrats to John Jones. I mean yeah, he's still salut. the goat. He's still the goat. I wouldn't say that. I I can't can't
1: yes, go can. against
0: him, dog. I just can't bet against John Jones. He's still undefeated to this day in my eyes. He lost one, even no matter how hard they try to have it on sponge
1: it's sponge or take it away or whatever. He lost the fight. By disqualification. Well,
0: he should always be cheating and breaking the rules. He lost the fight by disqualification. The which I caught. Fight,
1: which I caught last night too. I mean, the man literally has a torn ACL. And you're still
0: doing the finger thing, John Jones. I, I don't don't <laughs> act like we didn't see that. We did. Hey. Yes, they do, Sam. They always say never let it go to the judges never. because you never know how it's going to be scored. Never. You never know, and. um that's that's what happened, man. Santos put up a good one, so salute to him. Salute to John Jones. Congrats for winning, yep. dog. But congratulations. He's got a now. He knows there's a hole in his game. Yeah, he got Yeah, John Jones. Once he knows there's a hole in his game, you never see that problem again. I mean, like the the next time he
1: fights is going to be is going to tell us everything we need to know. You know. Like, is he going
0: to uh, switch up a strategy? You know, is he gonna know the person coming after his legs? Well, there are a couple of guys in the light <laughs> heavyweight division, and we don't know who's gonna be next. But <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm betting on Johnny Walker, dog. I think Johnny Walker's gonna be next. He's an undefeated fighter, coming up and coming. He's been knocking everybody out. Yeah, I think that's that's got to be the guy. Uh, I saw a tweet from Jimmy Manuel that says it should be either Corey Anderson. Or um or somebody else that just beat him. It was somebody else that just beat him. But I don't know who's gonna be next. John Jones is cleaning out this division. Yeah. He's cleaning it out. But now there's some new blood coming in and that's a good thing. That's definitely- All right, dog. Um, uh Amanda Nunes and Holly Holm. Yeah, well this is uh you know
1: congratulations to Amanda Nunes, but uh, this is actually the first time I've ever heard anybody else be called the greatest uh UFC women's fighter since you know since, Ronda, since Rousey. Ronda Rousey, you
0: know. She's the only other person I've heard called that. That's because Amanda Nunes has now officially beat every single champion they've had. Oh yeah. She's beat Misha Tate, mm-hmm. she's beat Ronda Rousey, and now she's beat Holly Holm. Yeah. And she's I mean, right now she is the greatest female fighter there is. She's holding up two divisions. she's got the one thirty five belt the one forty five belt, and she is killing it right now. Nunez is a beast, most definitely love to watch love watching her fight. No Sam John Jones has never been knocked out. he's never been tapped out as a matter of fact, he's never been beaten. Period. Yeah,
1: we all know this, Sam Spade. Thank you for pointing out the
0: obvious never so. But back to Amanda, Um, Holly had a good game plan going in. Great movement, Uh, you know, great lateral movement. She was kind of circling to her right side. Um, And I think like 10 seconds before it was over, Amanda caught Holly with her leg in the air trying to back her up and threw a vicious head kick. Kicked her right that. in the face, right in the mouth. As a matter of fact, boom! And, uh, and Holly and Holly got finished. Holly got finished.
1: And her hand, and her opponents
0: weren't handpicked for her either. No, that no, step. they actually they tried to downplay Amanda Nunes in the beginning because when she first won the belt against Misha Tate, they uh, kind of just considered it, you know, so-so because the belt had switched hands. Twice after Rhonda, so Holly knocked out Rhonda and then her net her first fight Misha chokes out Holly and then they give the shot to Amanda and Amanda wins immediately on her on uh Misha's first title defense, mm-hmm. so the belt kind of played ping pong after Rhonda had it yeah but Amanda showed that this belt ain't going nowhere. She's one win away from beating Ronda's record. That's hers, man. That's hers. She's she's just proving She's beat Misha to get the title win. She beat, I mean, yeah, she beat Misha to get the title. She knocked out Ronda Rousey in the first round in barely, barely like a minute. Then she fights Valentina Shevchenko and beats her twice. Now she just knocked out Holly Holm. She's tied for title wins with Joanna Jacek and Ronda Rousey. She gets one more win, and she's going to have the most title defenses in the women's division. She is a dominant champion. Oh, yes, sir, man. That Ain't girl no hits. Her. Not only that, she fucking knocked out Cyborg. Who knocks out Cyborg? Uh, nobody. 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 <laughs> And cyborg got not, got face planted. She hit her so hard she made her fall with no hands. Damn, she went stiff. She went face down, butt Good up night. like she was twerking.
1: <laughs> Good night.
0: Good night. Uh. Yes, Amanda Nunez is the scariest person out there. In the 135-145 division right now, the only thing I can see in the horizon is a rematch with Cyborg. Yeah. There's there's really no one else. I mean, I'd love to get Kat Zingano a shot because Kat used to be like this beast, man. But lately, she just can't stay healthy, and I don't know what it is, you know. In her last fight, I mean, one of her fights, she threw a leg kick and fucked her knee up. So she had that. <sighs> then in her last fight, uh she got kicked in the eye. And the girl's big toe went directly in her eye. Ooh, that had to hurt. So she had a scratch cornea, and she got finished there. So her her luck is just not in favor right now. Yeah. So I don't know who there is that can go against. Well, you know, it happens, you know, the uh, injury bug comes along
1: and everything. I've never really heard it happen to one person consistently, but yeah. I hear I it mean, happening. Yeah, hardcore holly. Yeah, hardcore Holly. He's the closest example we got. Every time that man started to build momentum, there's an injury. And Take that's what—that's Kat Zingano.
0: She's got Holly Home syndrome. <laughs> I mean, she's got hardcore Holly, hardcore syndrome, Holly syndrome. And she just—she just can't seem to stay healthy. And it's always like something that's bad luck. Yeah. Like she throws a kick and blows her own knee out. Damn. You know what I'm saying? She had—she was supposed to get a title shot. She was undefeated. Then she fucking breaks her leg. You know what I'm saying when it was Ronda that was champion. She comes back against Ronda, rushes her and gets finished in 14 seconds. She's just got such bad luck. Yeah, and this is to be honest with you, sometimes it is
1: better to be lucky than be good.
0: Yeah, okay. so um it's it's kind of hard, you know what I'm saying? I don't I don't know who can be next for Amanda Nunes, but she's cleaning out both divisions. Mm-hmm. And big ups to her. Jorge Masvidal and Ben Askren. This one has the world buzzing. As it should, that was the fastest knockout I've ever seen. Just like one flying knee. That's the fastest knockout anybody's ever seen. The fastest knockout in UFC history. Damn. Uh, RIP Ryan Jimmo. He had tied the record with Mm -hmm. Dwayne Ludwig at seven seconds. Mm -hmm. But, my God, man. (laughs) Jorge Masvidal they say, are you ready? Are you ready? Fight. And he comes shooting out like he got shot out of a cannon <laughs> and throws this incredible flying knee and knocks Ben out immediately. Lays him down, brother. Lays him down. Knocks Ben out
1: immediately. But you know, it's gotta suck. You know, you spend all even if you do win, you spend all this time training and getting ready for this fight, and then it the last five seconds. No.
0: Five seconds, you literally. Get out, you get out. Normally, people use five seconds as a as an exaggeration. Mm-hmm. This is fucking five
1: seconds, literally. Oh no, it ain't going down like that. If I was me, I'm getting back up. We running this back one Not more if time. If you start like he was, Let's he was go. stiff. Man, I'm going to get back up eventually. I did not just waste eight months in, in camps or whatever just to get in here and get knocked out in five seconds. I'm fighting somebody else right now. He
0: came shooting out of a cannon, throws this incredible flying knee right to That's the temple. And hit him two more times while he was out cold. <laughs> like five seconds. That is unbelievable, dude. And, and he said it. He's like, Ben was talking shit. The fact that Ben Askren was undefeated coming into this fight, never been knocked out, never been finished, barely ever lost a round, Mm -hmm. and he gets knocked out in five seconds. Damn, that's got to be a huge ego deflator. This was trending on Twitter. Everybody was talking about it on Facebook. Like, (laughs) this shit was insane. I cannot, I cannot with with that guy. What's up, brother? Uh, David uh, David? Angels, how's it going? What up? Um, But Jorge Masvidal has got to get a title shot off off of that one. This was number four and five fighting each other. Uh, uh, Number, uh, I think Kobe Covington is like number two. He's got a fight booked. Uh, Rafael Dos Anjos is number three. He's got a fight booked. And Tyron Woodley's number one, and he's injured. So... Let's give this guy a title shot. It has to happen. Like, especially after what we just saw. After what we're you're you're damn right. Five-second knockout against an undefeated fighter that he was calling the king of the press conferences. Like, come on. Give that guy a shot.
1: Hey, yo, I did it. It's David Pizarro. I went to high school with that guy.
0: Right, Sam. Tiger knee. Straight out of a video game, that shit was insane, it was. and everybody's talking about it, and now everybody knows Jorge Masvidal's name. So even though Ben keeps calling him George, <laughs> hey George, George Masvid. E- either way, well George just knocked you out, didn't he? And the fact that uh, D Mac was going on, yo Mac, the fact that fucking. Ben Askren didn't even remember being in the octagon. He said, I remember standing in the octagon and then I woke up in the hospital. Damn.
1: Like There's no coming back from that, brother. There's just no coming back from that.
0: (laughs) It's just the point, dog. It's just the point, dog. Five second knockout. Jorge Masvidal, (laughs) give that man a shot at the title. Let's not even discuss that shit no more. We will. I definitely will talk about it. Uh Uh-huh. But um, yeah, give Jorge Masvidal a title shot. Fastest knockout in UFC history. And it's it's on and cracking, dog. Give that man a title shot. Nobody else is in line right now. Kamaru Usman was in the audience, so five second knockout against an undefeated fighter deserves a title shot. Absolutely. Um, another fight that was on there was uh Diego Sanchez against Clay Guida. Um long drawn out fight dog cuz Clay Guida, Diego Sanchez is like everybody's favorite fighter. That's I'm your that's your favorite fighter's favorite fighter. I've said I've heard the name before. Uh crazy guy, he won the Ultimate Fighter season 1. Mm-hmm. Uh Clay uh and um oh, it was Michael Chiesa, I'm sorry. The fight between Diego Sanchez and Clay Guida went into the Hall of Fame. Uh Rashad Evans was put into the Hall of Fame and also um Rashad Evans, uh Rich Franklin was put into the Hall of Fame, and Michael Bisbang was put into the Hall of Fame. I know all these guys. So congratulations Definitely to all of deserves. those, man. Uh Rashad Evans was undefeated for a long time. Uh won the light heavyweight title. Uh even though he lost it on his first title defense against Leo Machita, uh, he deserves this Hall of Fame spot. Uh-huh. Michael Bisbang, uh most wins in UFC history. You know what I'm I saying? Most significant Cowboy. strikes in UFC history. Well, Cowboy just beat his record. That's why. Oh, Cowboy's still active. Right. But it was Michael Bisping with the most wins, most significant strikes in UFC history. I get you he right. won the light heavy, the uh, middleweight title, knocking out um, Luke Rockhold. And Michael Bisping deserves it. Mhm. Um, Rich Franklin, a fucking pioneer, dog. One of my favorites of all time. Yeah. Uh, definitely deserves it. And the fight between Clay Guida and Diego Sanchez was put into the Hall of Fame. He deserves it also. Congratulations to all those guys. Absolutely. Man. Congratulations. And Luke Rockhold transitions to the light heavyweight division from middleweight and gets knocked the fuck out. Well,
1: it has to be a pretty big transition, okay? Light heavyweight to middleweight. That note. Middleweight to light middleweight. heavyweight. That's moving. That's up moving from 185 flat. to 205. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be a huge transition. I mean, twenty you're, pounds—you're carrying twenty
0: more pounds, man. You know? uh, he was doing pretty good in the first round, and then Jan Blockovic just hit him with a left hook that knocked his ass unconscious. Damn! My God, man, he just—he just can't catch a break. <laughs> he just—he <laughs> just can't catch a break. Man. He gets knocked out by Michael Bisping, gets knocked out right after that. Goes to light heavyweight and gets knocked out again. My guy has got a glass jaw. It, that's what it sounds like to me. He's a great fighter, too. He's he's so well rounded. I had picked. Everybody I picked to win their fights lost. Yeah. Except John Jones. <laughs> yeah, well, you can't bet against that guy. I can't. Apparently. I can't bet against John Jones, period. Yeah. That's just it. Can't bet against John Jones. But. You know what it is. Uh, UFC 239 was a great event. Good show. Good show. Good show. Uh, If you didn't see it, you really missed out. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's go into some wrestling shit. All right. uh, You want to start with Impact? Yeah. Now that we're watching
1: Impact again. Like, we thought we didn't have the channel. Apparently, we've had the channel all along.
0: Impact was really weird, going back to it. Yeah. Um. There are some storylines that are really
1: interesting, I think the the reason why you know kind of threw us off a little bit is because you know uh we we don't really we're not really familiar with the storylines there, you know,
0: yeah, okay, so Tessa Blanchard against sam Sammy Callahan uh-huh how do you feel about this feud? Now, you
1: know I'm I watch Lucha Underground. Okay, so you're used to seeing women. Yeah, I'm used to seeing the women and the men. men. You know, as long as everybody's safe, I don't really see the problem. You know, yeah, I get that. You know, it's not a real, you know, real sport here. You know, this is uh, choreographed
0: and everything. No, it's not choreographed. It's It's not fake. It's I know it's It's
1: predetermined. Predetermined. That's what I. That's what I meant to say. You know, it's not like the middle bit is they're not really fighting. You know, that, that that's what I meant. But it's well, the, shit, the shots are real. Yeah, I know the shots are real. And, you know, uh, like I said, you know, as long as they're, everybody's safe and, you know, Tessa Blanchard, she's a different breed of
0: wrestler. You know, I'm not going to lie. I could see her in the men's division, most definitely. I, I'm not for the intergender wrestling. I'm not really here for that. Yeah, I don't really too much agree with it. But this feud is really interesting.
1: It's because, you know, like I said, Tessa Blanchard, she can take it. You know, there's a, a handful of women who you actually believe could be in feuds with men.
0: and they, Jax, they make it look
1: uh, believable. Uh, you know. Nia, Tessa Blanchard. You know, Tamina, Tessa, Tamina. People like that, you know. Like, it's usually it's because, you know, of
0: their size. Their but size. With Tessa bigger. Blanchard, it's just because she's just that tough. damn good. Yeah, you know? she's, she's tough. Uh, on the show, they had... Uh, her looking for Sammy Callahan all over the, all over the place. Uh-huh. And when she finds him, she uh, brings a baseball bat to beat his ass. And he ends up taking it from her, hitting her twice with it. And she ends up, you know, taking it back and beating on him. But he's got guys holding her down. Yeah, you know, the other members of OV, uh, Jake, Chris,
1: and Dude, it's somebody else. I can't remember the other person's name. It's been too long since I watched Impact. But, yeah, the other members of OV. And I hear that she actually beat both of those members of OV in a match. Yeah, she beat them up. She, she I mean, is, in a real
0: match, though. Like, it's real convincing. It's real convincing, I got to yeah. say. And it's uh, it's interesting. I, I just got to see where this goes. I'm planning on watching Slammiversary. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah,
1: we got to catch that it happened last night. Yeah,
0: I got to see how this plays out because it's pretty... It's pretty RV weird. Okay, what I did not know is that RVD, Tommy Dreamer, Sandman, and Sabu are all in TNA. Yep, all them guys are over there doing their
1: thing. You know, I, I hear RVD had a, a match with Moose at uh, you know
0: Yeah. Uh, Moose is calling himself the new fucking show. Yeah. yeah, I like Moose. He's pretty good. He's I really good. liked Moose. I yeah. liked him in Ring of Honor. Yeah. Uh, I like his new persona. He's like Money Moose or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, I think I can dig uh, it. Coming out in tuxedos and shit. Mm-hmm. I just, his interviews. Yeah. He has such a strong lisp. <laughs> it's not his fault. He I know it's not his fault, <laughs> but God, his lisp is so strong. <laughs> My goodness. And RVD, I I really got to see this match to see if he really still has it because uh, he looks like he still has it. I mean, I would not be shocked if he did still have it. He's one of the guys that it seems like it'll never go away.
1: Yeah, you know, because I believe I've seen him once or twice recently,
0: and he still looks pretty good. He does. I mean, he still does the Rolling Thunder. I haven't seen him do the frog splash yet because I. In my opinion, Montez Ford has the best frog splash in the business right now. Yeah, yeah, that man does a pretty that man bad does. He jumps so high. Yeah. And uh, by the way, shout out to the Street Profits for being on Raw. Yeah. Love those guys. Um, but uh, I, I just got to see it to see if RVD still has it. Yeah. Um, Eddie Edwards is going nuts. Like, I remembered, uh like, back when I used to watch Impact
1: a long time ago, you know, I think I was getting the beginning of this, mm-hmm. and then, you know, it kind of falls away from me. I believe it was him and Sammy Callahan, though, yeah. It was this feud with him and Sammy Callahan that kind of, you know, drove Eddie off, the, off his rocker, and I guess they're still doing it.
0: Yeah, but uh Eddie Edwards is going crazy right now. Yeah. He's facing Killer Cross, uh-huh. and... um it looks really interesting. Yeah, it looks it does. really interesting. Like I like this version of Eddie. Uh, by the way, we have to talk about their X Division match when the ropes broke. Yeah, I all I, I at the beginning of the show as I was watching, I pointed out that their ropes looked at damaged. Yeah. It looked water damaged or something because it was real wonky. Yeah, in the beginning. And uh, during the cruiserweight match, he goes to bounce off the bottom rope and the whole thing snaps. I remember it was Laredo
1: Kid, but I cannot remember who he was facing, you know. But anyway, yeah, it snaps and Laredo Kid does a pretty much a backwards belly flap. And yeah, he, he falls, falls in. backwards.
0: Yeah. And uh, any wrestling promotion that's out there, you have to take care of your ring, not just the ring. It's, it has to do with safety. I've oh, yeah. seen the ring break a couple times, but most of the time it looks staged. Yeah, you know, that probably was not Except staged at all. Except of the match between the Rockers and the Hart uh-huh. Foundation. Yeah. Uh, the ropes broke, and they act like the match never happened when the Rockers won the tag titles. But in this one, there's no way to get past it when it's not for any anything. When yeah. you're not doing a match for a belt or anything like that. It's It, it was just... It was real bad, and they need to take care of that. They need to make sure that their ropes are good.
1: But credit to the, the wrestlers, though, because that match did continue. You know, it people did even even people even went off the top ropes. You know, the the finish of that match was the double foot stop off the top rope on the Laredo kick. Oh, so
0: he was fighting one of the the Sings, the Indian guy. Uh, yeah, uh, I cannot yeah. remember that name Okay, so um, that was cool.
1: Also, TJP. Yeah, I did not even know TJP was out of WWE, like, to be honest with you. I
0: thought he was still there somewhere. Yeah, he got released a while ago. Uh, You know, it takes up to, like, uh, I believe six months before you can wrestle in another organization. mm -hmm. But um, TJP had a match. Of course, he wins with the heel hook. I think he's still using all of his uh, moves. The triangle drop kick, the detonation kick, and all that stuff. Um, But... He's in TNA right now, and if you want to see TJP, you got to tune in to TNA. If you want to see any of the old ECW guys like Sandman, Sabu, RVD, Tommy Dreamer, they're all in TNA. Now, uh, one of the things
1: is uh, the new version of LAX. Yes. Because I remember LAX from, you know, back when I used to watch it, Faithfully, and they were running the tag team division then. They still are running it now. And they're still running it now. Like, and I hear... that uh, their contracts might be up, you know? That's well, I don't see them leaving.
0: I don't see them leaving because it seems like TNA's treating them pretty good. I mean, they... If I'm not mistaken... They have been in
1: charge of the tag team division for like a year and a half. I know, but if I'm not mistaken, they did drop their titles at Slammiversary. I, but uh, but it wasn't to the Rascals. It was a, it was to another team. I can't remember who. Well, don't tell they, me because I
0: got to watch it. Okay. I really want to see it. I okay. really want to see Slammiversary, and I'm going to watch it. And yeah, get um, the replay. But the Rascals did have a match against each other, a triple threat match yeah, against each I like other. The to see if the To see which two members of the Rascals are going to face LAX at Slammiversary. And um, that match was incredible. Yeah, I like the Rascals,
1: you know. The one, one thing, thing I can't
0: say is TNA has been keeping up with their wrestling. You
1: know? It
0: might not be the best when it comes to promos. Yeah. It might not be the best when it comes to production. Okay. But the wrestling matches are top-notch.
1: Yeah, I remember that uh, they were getting up there uh, last time I was watching them. And, you know, then we kind of fell off of them for a little bit. Then we come back, and they're still putting on pretty quality matches. Quality
0: matches. And there was this spot where one of the rascals bounce off the bottom rope and flies back into a double RKO. Oh, man. Crazy. That was that double springboard cutter. That was awesome. Crazy, dog. Crazy. Loving it. So, big ups. Uh, we're going to continue watching TNA to bring you guys the news on that to make sure that we're staying up on every organization that we can, probably, that we can possibly keep up on, uh-huh. and we're going to stay up on that and make sure that we bring you guys the news whenever we can. Um, all right, let's talk about some WWE shit. Okay. How do you feel about the club getting back together? I think it's great for just about everybody involved, especially for
1: Gallows and Anderson, because mm-hmm. the rumor is they re-signed another contract with for the, five years. Right, I heard with the promise that they put them with AJ, and you know they get the big push. Yeah, but you know that's great for them. You know, I'm I'm really excited to see them come back together. You know, this is uh my favorite version of Gallows and Anderson, and you know it's good to see AJ get back. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's,
0: it's AJ just came off an injury yeah. so it helps him it does because um I can see them burying him right along with everybody else yeah I doubt they'd be able to bury AJ Styles I doubt it well AJ has a huge backing yeah and for you to Too go popular. against AJ Styles will be like the Daniel Bryan movement like I mean not a lot of wrestlers could get by
1: on uh, just the wrestling. But AJ Styles is one of those, one of those like, guys. Unless your name is
0: AJ Styles, you have to bring something else to the table. You have to. Yeah, AJ Styles has built his credibility across many of platforms, mm-hmm. many of organizations, many of factions, yeah. many of years, and he's he's done everything that you could do to be a top wrestler in the business, and he still is, and he still is. Um, on Raw, the main event was uh, Ricochet against uh, mm. AJ Styles for the United States title. Mm. Now, AJ got the pinfall. Yeah. And Ricochet's foot was under the bottom rope. And then another ref so comes another out. So another ref comes out, restarts the match, Ricochet gets the win, and the club beat the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. They gave this man the magic killer. They gave this man the Styles Clash off the fucking top rope. And beat that man down. They beat the shit out of him. <laughs> and... Rightfully so. Yeah. Because, <laughs> God damn. I mean, Ricochet is a beast. Let's mm. not get it twisted. Ricochet is one Not not only that, I love seeing the fucking diversity in WWE. It's about fucking time, dog. Yeah, it is. It's about time. We've got so many black champions right now. So many champions from other countries like Ireland and Scotland mm. and wherever they're from. I'm loving this fucking diversity. Yeah, it is. It's I'm, awesome. I'm loving it. But, The club beat the shit out of Ricochet. And uh, I I think it's probably going to end up with a match at Extreme Rules somehow. Uh, The club being back together doesn't really suit anybody but the club because it's bad news for everybody else. Absolutely. They get ready to beat up on some people. You know how it is. (laughs) You know how it is.
1: Um, You want to talk about the 24-7 title now? I do. I fucking love the 24-7 title. They took it off of our truth And it's been off of him for a while now. And now they got Drake Maverick running around with him. And he's doing a great job. I think so, too. Like, Drake Maverick's pretty entertaining, you know, with it. Especially the thing with his wife. You
0: know, I'm enjoying this. Okay, here's the thing. First off. I didn't think that anybody would be a good champion in the 24 7 title besides Xavier Woods because he has the social media backing. Yeah. But. Once you win the 24-7 title, maybe that's what gets you the followers. I think it is. You know,
1: people follow you know you more, more often to see what you're going to do with it and everything. You know, like people, when you win the 24-7 title and they know you're champion, you know, if they're watching you on Instagram or Facebook or yeah. other, other places to see, you know, all the hijinks you get into. And, you know, I think it's actually a good thing that they're kind of weaning us off our truth as a 24-7 champion. Because, if
0: they want to put it on someone else. Right.
1: I mean, th- what are they going to do? Like, get his face tattooed on him or something? You know, is it going to just be the R-Truth title? Like, and it's it's good to see that other people are
0: capable of carrying it. But I think his wife is a p- pivotal part of this. Yeah, well, you know, that gives it the storyline. Yeah, it does. Uh, without his wife, I don't know if he'd be that entertaining. But he was the first time. I mean, he... Drake Maverick's got uh, entertaining skills you know, He's a pretty funny guy. He does. Yeah. Um, the first time he won it, he was driving around telling everybody, <laughs> "Say hello to your twenty four seven champ." Right. Have had you met your twenty four? Did you know I was twenty four seven champ? <laughs> yeah. He's doing all that extra shit, but now with his wife, I think it gives. It gives him more of an in-depth storyline. Uh-huh. And uh, his wife is doing the the great thing of playing right along into the story. Absolutely. And uh, without her, I think he'd still be entertaining, but not as much. I mean, he'd have to work harder without her. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think yep, that's definitely. what it is. He'd definitely. have to work harder. All right. Let's talk about the man's man.
1: Good lord. I think we brought this up last week, and it's definitely still true. The Universal titles, Seth Rollins being Universal Champion, is definitely being overshadowed by him being Becky Lynch's boyfriend. Like they mention it every five
0: seconds, it feels like. Yeah, I am not here for that. Me neither. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins is being shoved down our throats, and I don't like it. Like, did you see his new t-shirt? Like, it says, the, the man's the man.
1: The man's man. Like, come on, man. I I, honestly, the, I don't think the Universal Champion should be taking a backseat to anybody. Except for, okay, I make the exception for Jericho and Kevin Owens. And that's only because Jericho is so entertaining. But Becky can't do for Seth what Jericho did for KO, though.
0: No. Nope. I don't... Th- not the fact... And the fact that she is already carrying a title. Yeah. I think they should be more focused on her storylines. Yeah. Apart from Seth Rollins. Because Seth Rollins can't fucking, like, walk her to the ring every night. And, like... That's what they're turning this into. They're turning it into the Becky Lynch show with Seth Rollins as a sidekick. Unfortunately, I saw this coming. I really did. You remember I said it all the months ago, and I was right. I've I've explained exclaimed it too, but I just I did I didn't think it was gonna go this way. I, love, I really didn't think love, it was gonna go love this way. Becky Lynch, but I don't think it should be the Becky show. It is the Becky show right now, and I am I am. Especially not not over Raw. Especially not over Raw's top title. I am not okay with this. Um, They're fucking shoving it down our throats every five seconds. Michael Cole has to remind us. He's not even saying. Good lord. He's not. He's basically putting the Universal title on the back burner, saying Becky Lynch's boyfriend, the Universal Champion, Seth Rollins. Give me a break. And who wants to fucking use that title every night? That's what he does every night. I don't really like Michael Cole that very much. But well, we, we all know that. Know that we we all don't. Know that. None of us really like Michael Cole that much. But we definitely couldn't put up with Byron Saxton doing a commentary by himself. Like, I like Byron Saxton. I think he gets a bad rep. <laughs> oh, but that night. When, by himself, though, yeah. Yeah, that night when Brock Lesnar beat up the whole commentator <laughs> team by and himself, Byron though, was by yeah. himself. By himself, though yeah that was the story. one night when Michael Cole was trending.
1: Yeah that that's another story.
0: <laughs> but uh
1: I'm I'm not liking this. Okay, I want to talk to you about this Mike and Maria thing, you know, cuz you saw their segment wow. now. I remember we uh I brought it up last wow. week you hadn't seen it yet.
0: But but how, now that you've seen it, what do you think? I think this is bad for him. It's yeah. not like Maria Kanellis is like the wrestling person in the group. True. So, her belittling him doesn't make him look good at all. Now, he's going to turn into a jabber. Like, that's that's what I heard on the internet. Like, he's completely
1: buried now. Like, through the rest of his career, he's going to be known as his wife's
0: bitch pretty much. Now, what I can say is he will have more TV time. Yeah, he will. But it'll be doing embarrassing stuff for Maria. It'll be doing embarrassing shit for Maria. And no one wants to be here for that. if Mike Canellis has the wrestling skills he does which he definitely did as Mike Bennett. Yeah, he was pretty good. He was good in Ring of Honor. I liked him. Yeah, he did all right New Jersey. Now he's only going to be known or people are only going to want to see him if Maria's belittling him. But to be fair though, you know, we weren't seeing him at all
1: before this.
0: You know, He was on 205. 205. But how often was he even there? Not not every week. Not every week. He definitely wasn't there every week. Yeah. So the whole thing is, would you rather not be on the show or would you rather be on the show as being someone's bitch? Like, to be honest with you, at least at least in my opinion, at least he's getting a little bit of screen time. Now. That's all he's going to get is scre- screen time as being a bitch, I being mean, belittled. At least he's being seen. You know, like I said, you know, he wasn't really
1: even being seen. Is it that much better than just not being seen? I mean, you're doing
0: something. No, that's what I'm saying.
1: There's two I sides to
0: this. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I'd love to hear you guys' opinion. Would yeah. you rather not be seen at all, or would you rather be seen on TV as someone's bitch being belittled and talked to like you're not shit? Yeah, that you went in on them. She did. She did the mm-hmm. whole thing of. Uh, I'd rather be- maybe I'll ask Becky to impregnate me and. Mm-hmm. You're you're not a man, and the whole. I'd rather fucking not be seen. Though. But to be honest with you, I hear that she actually is pregnant again.
1: You know, yeah, and that's the thing. Story. I
0: think that W that they signed the the five year deal, uh-huh. and then told WWE that she was pregnant. I mean, t- 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 to be honest with you, you know, do you really feel that that badly for Bennett? Because you know he could have got out if he wanted to. Yeah, he. You know? But do you think that anybody would have been looking? would have been checking for him as hard i don't know i don't know i'm just saying oh you know, he could have got out if he wanted to leave he could have but you know apparently he's happy there you know yeah i don't blame him i i yeah. really don't i don't know if it's better to just not be seen or it's better to be seen as someone's bitch that's the questioning part of it all right well um let's talk about this nikki cross shit
1: Okay, I'm not a very big fan of this, like at all. I mean, in my opinion, people don't take Alexa Bliss seriously
0: as already. It is. Like, yeah.
1: why does? Why do we need another reason to not like her very much? I think it's
0: her. I think it's her communication skills that they're trying to big up. I think it's the fact that man, Alexa Bliss can manipulate almost anybody. Yeah. to do anything for her. Yeah. To the point where she had Mickey James doing shit for her. She had Nia Jax doing shit for her. But nobody ever wins
1: her title opportunities for her, though. That was usually all her. And this week, last week on uh, on SmackDown, Nikki Cross actually beat Bailey, and Alexa Bliss gets the title shot. Like,
0: if I, In my opinion, this is going to bring more hatred towards her. I'm not a Nikki Cross fan at all, really. I'm, not, a really Next, like I'm not, not an Lynch. Alexa Bliss fan at all, really. Mm-hmm. But the storyline kind of intrigues me. Uh, I'm not really interested in this one. Really? No, not really. No, I'm not. I'm not. So, what turns you off is it the fact that they're making Alexa Bliss look weak because she did lose a match to Carmella in like ten seconds.
1: Exactly. You know, like she's, at this point, I don't really, I don't even really see her as a credible contender
0: for that title. You
1: know, between the injuries, I, I see Nikki Cross. Now this,
0: I see Nikki Cross kind of winning the belt for her. That would make it. That, would, that just makes things worse, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I'm not that big of an Alexa Bliss fan to really speak on the whole thing. But um, I could do without this story. It's it's keeping Alexa Bliss in the spotlight, and she doesn't have to wrestle that much. True, since they're you know worried about her injuries and things like that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Absolutely. Um, heavy machinery getting another title shot. They're going on me. I'm starting to like Heavy Machinery
1: a lot. So, it's going to be a triple threat. It's going to
0: be Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan, the Planet's Tag Team Champions, Uh against the New Day, against Heavy Machinery. And the way they won this match was they beat Kevin Owens and Dolph Ziggler. So... At Extreme Rules, it'll be a triple threat tag team match. If we had to crown new champions,
1: I would hope it would be Heavy Machinery, though. Like, the New Day's kind of been there, done that. Yeah. You know, I hope that the Planet's champions keep them, but if we have to have new champions, I hope it's uh, Heavy I machinery. believe
0: that Daniel Bryan and them will uh, retain. Yeah, they'll keep them. I think they'll retain. Um, The two out of three falls matches.
1: I really like two out of three falls matches, but I might enjoy seeing them two to three times a week. Like every show, there's at least one two out of three falls match. Or two. Or two. Sometimes two. So I'm not really looking
0: for it. They're treating this two out of three falls thing like it's fucking Teddy Long doing the tag team matches. (laughs) My God. Two out of three falls, player. (laughs) Holla, holla. Holla, holla. (laughs) Who wants to see a two out of three falls match? Not me anymore. I'm not really. My God. They They are going crazy with this two out of three falls thing. Let's hold back a little bit and make the match a little more special than you guys are making it. Please. 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 All right. Let's talk. Let's talk about the. um, I just had it in my head. I don't know. I don't know what oh, Undertaker about. and Roman Reigns teaming on, teaming up together. Why do we gotta talk about all the things that I don't like? Because we gotta like, talk about it. This is three in a row.
1: You know, we gotta talk about it. Another hit and miss. Oh, well, I'm the biggest Undertaker fan as anybody, and I respect the Undertaker. I don't think one that one you are, are. The greatest. I respect the Undertaker is one of the greatest to ever get in there. Was probably the greatest character to get in there of all time. Of all time, yeah. There's no question. No question. But.
0: I don't want to see him wrestle anymore. (laughs) I think he'll fare better in tag matches than in a singles match. I hope so, but I don't want to see
1: him. Because it'll give a
0: chance for the other people to do more of the heavy lifting. But you know, one of the other people in this match is Shane McMahon, though. Yeah, Shane's been on a hot streak lately. You know, Shane's been
1: wrestling a lot. He hasn't
0: fucking lost a match since the best in the world tournament. He hasn't. He's beaten every person he's his face. He beat The Miz twice. He beat Roman Reigns. He's beaten everybody since this fucking tournament. Damn. I guess Shane is winning everything, isn't he? He hasn't lost. Yeah. Well, you
1: know. He's the best in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Drew McIntyre is better in this, though. Yes. I'll tell I, you that. Now, much. that's the part Drew I don't McIntyre like. McIntyre is better in this. If I don't like any part of this, it's that. Now, come on, man. That's could, the part I don't like. I think they're holding Drew McIntyre back. He could be a believable challenger for Seth Rollins if it gave him a chance. But they're not. For anything. Anything. Like, I want to see him in a universal title picture. That's where I would like to see him.
0: But it's not happening. You know, he shades heavy now. Okay. I'm not a very big fan of that. Alright, let's get into some of our topics, dog. All right, WWE is dropping the PG shit. And moving on because they want to get some of their teenage audience back. How do you feel about that? Well, you know, change is a good thing. You
1: know, I uh, I marked out when uh, Corey Gray shouted, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it yeah, was kind of funny Yeah, when watching. Strowman
0: and Bobby Lashley went through the fucking Titan Speaking thing. of
1: that, man, I remember they showed that like three times on SmackDown last week and a lot of times on Raw. Like, they're showing that a lot. Because it was a big moment. It was a big yeah. spot. Yeah, And, you know, I, I kind of, you know, laughed a little bit. You know, Kofi smiles at him and gives him the middle finger. You know, it was kind of funny.
0: <laughs> smiles at Samoa Joe doing yeah, their promo Samoa and Joe. gives him the finger like that. Yeah. You know, I, I'm enjoying
1: seeing this. Uh, this then gives him the trouble in paradise. Just move away from the PG era, you
0: know. Change is good. You know, change is always good. I think that... uh for a lot of years the PG era was good. Yeah. When John Cena was on top and he was champ and all that stuff, the PG stuff worked. But when they got into like the CM Punk pipe bomb stuff and like the the Bray Wyatt things and things like that, I think they needed the edginess. In yeah. order to keep that stuff going, and I think that's happening under Heyman
1: and uh, Bischoff.
0: Yeah, Heyman and Bischoff running Raw and SmackDown will be a great thing. But I hear Eric Bischoff's not taking over till after Extreme Rules. Yeah, well that's but to the they're Sunday. still yeah, but they're still moving away from the PG stuff. Yeah, I'm happy to see it. I'm I'm happy about it too. I'm I'm really excited to see what kind of things they're going to do to kind of spice it up a little bit because it has been stale. Everybody's been complaining about it for a while that it's been stale. I mean it has been pretty stale. Their fucking writers are getting not are getting complacent and yeah. not even writing good storylines. For the simple fact that Alistair Black hasn't had a wrestling match since he's been on the rain, main roster. Yeah, they're doing that whole door thing. Yeah, the somebody pick a fight with me shit. Yeah, and then the the whole thing with the Bray Wyatt, the Yowie it Wowie guy, yeah. and like you're seeing these puppets pop up behind people walking behind by down the aisle and things like that. And he's st- I still don't understand how it's going to transition into wrestling, but yeah. um, that PG that stuff doesn't work with these stories yeah you know i think
1: it is time to go ahead and move away from that you know i think it'll bring back a, a core audience that they used to have and then you know they lost with the pg era and stuff and if there's any time to bring them people back it would be right about now you know AEW is coming up art you know,
0: yeah um it's it's coming up soon and it's and it's really time for them to make a move towards other things.
1: Yeah, I think they even have a pay-per-view this weekend. The fight for the Fallen thing I think yeah. is this weekend. Yep.
0: Um it's going to be uh Joey Janela and his team against Sean Spears and his team. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, cool. So that that ought to be interesting. See what's going on about that. By the way, Sean Spears tweeted. He said uh I want to he said fuck the format fuck the script and fuck something else and then he says uh everything that cody touches turn burns down mm-hmm. and it's time for a change or whatever he brung up holly he brung up uh db jr and he brung up another person that says everything t- cody touches turns into shit yeah Uh Really good storyline. The fact that he's against Cody Rhodes and bringing up the things that he did back in Legacy with WWE and everything like that. Hopefully, uh, things pan out better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think. I think Ty Dillinger is one of the overlooked guys.
1: I don't. Not really.
0: I mean, I've never really
1: been that. Big well, Ty he's gonna Dillinger prove fan. it to
0: you. I hope he does. He's going to. Okay. Um, there was. Uh, there were reports that I'm trying to remember what it is. Give me a second, guys. Come on, dog! You're the one that's got all these ideas. You didn't
1: uh, okay. even tell me none of that.
0: Okay. Um, stuff. I didn't. I didn't. I know I didn't talk to you about it beforehand. You did with Rogue. Okay. There were um, a bunch of reports about the WWE moving away from the PG era and then firing a lot of the writers. Yeah. Um, you know that uh, Dean Malenko got canned. You know that um, um, what's his name? Um, it's it's right there. Jimmy Jacobs. No. no, Jimmy Jacobs is still around. I thought he got canned a long time ago. I think he's. I think he's still You're around. Not mistaken. He got but most him. of most of the people who are getting fired are moving to AEW. Yeah. Do you think that'll be better or worse for them? I uh, think it'll be worse, in j-
1: my opinion. J- me too, you know. I don't really uh, know what...
0: Dean Malenko got canned. Michael P.S. Hayes oh. got canned.
1: Well, you know, I think these guys, you know, uh, they're uh, from the uh, older generation of wrestling and everything. That's my point. You know, and uh, AEW is supposed to be fresh and new and all this other stuff. You know, I don't know how, the, how they'd... Uh,
0: Fair in the new age. See, I believe that they have this old school mentality that's dying out. Yeah, and it's not taking anything away from them. No, No. not at all. Not at all. But when they were doing wrestling and writing and stuff like that, the things were kind of more laid back. And you can't say this, you can't say that, you can't do this, you can't do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, them being in the new age of wrestling is kind of hurting them. Because everybody's... You're only as good as your last storyline. Just like you're only as good as your last fight. You're only yeah. as good as your last wrestling match. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And with them writing these terrible storylines... Boy, they're very good. With them writing... But the only thing I can say is AEW will give them a lot more freedom. Yeah. So they'll have... True. A way. Because, you, know, got- you know, guys like Diamond Dallas Page is in AEW. Mm-hmm. They're... Um, yeah, you know, maybe they could
1: uh, use the uh, veteran voices there to, you know, kind of guide them in the right direction.
0: I'm I'm hoping so. Okay, for the last topic, dog, let's talk about what everybody's on the Internet talking about, the Black Little Mermaid. <laughs>
1: oh, man. Well, honestly, you know, I'm, kinda, I'm happy to see it, you know, uh, the... African-American children have well, I have another person that I really identify with and everything. We, you know, we need, don't get many. Yeah, you know, we, we don't need black
0: representation, man. You know? We need the representation. Whether it's a Disney movie, whether it's a fucking superhero, or even a fucking sob story. We need the representation. And as long as she can uh, carry the role and everything, you know, I don't see the problem i mean let's let's not get it twisted dog the the half of the uh new Lion King movie is gonna be black,
1: yeah well, beyonce's
0: yeah. playing Nala, yeah, fucking childish Gambino is gonna be Simba, like come on, like yeah. get with the times, and it's a fucking mythical character. Yeah, they they really shouldn't be at the top of people's complaint list. Exactly. What the fuck are you guys complaining about? Are you really going to stop watching Disney movies because there's a Black Little Mermaid? Mulan's got a live action coming out. Yeah.
1: And, you know, speaking of Disney and all this other stuff, I would like to say uh, I feed you uh, Cameron Boyce. Yes. he, uh, He passed this weekend. He was only twenty years old. Twenty years old. You know, I watched his stuff. You know, with Jesse, and I watched the Descendants movies. You know, he was a pretty talented kid, and oh, sad to see. That's
0: sad to see. R.I.P. Cameron. Dog. Absolutely. That hurt a lot of people right there because it was so unexpected. Yeah. You know. That was so unexpected. He was only twenty he was only 20 years old still had a huge career ahead of him Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying most people that go on to Disney always end up making it big in some other genre or rather another so R.I.P. to Cameron man that shit was that was heartbreaking that was really heartbreaking but um stop being some fucking bitches dog this make Ariel white again shit stop it cut it out Disney has been making movies since fucking like nineteen twenty or some shit. Nineteen
1: thirties.
0: Some shit like that. And you got you fucking mayonnaise flavored mammals. Have had representation throughout all of your years, and you can't fucking get mad because they casted a black person to play Ariel. How do you even know mermaids are not black? That's what I'm saying. It's so stupid. (laughs) Shut your fucking mouth. Yeah. Let shit go. I mean, it'd be a different story if they took like a pivotal. Like white like Snow White. Her well, name is White. No, I mean the the
1: thing of it is that the race doesn't even really tie into to the story. What Ariel is, you know, she's a mermaid. As long as she's got a tail, that should probably that should be all that matters, really.
0: Not only that, you do realize that she was like a horror character in the beginning.
1: Yeah, you know, you never, you obviously never read the the original little mermaid exactly (laughs) the
0: original story she fucking wants to kill the prince because he marries someone else yeah she fucking uh gave away her her voice box was ripped out and she gave him up for legs that bleeded every time she walked yeah like be for real yeah be for real you guys need to suck it up. Anyway, we're gonna wrap this shit up. Gunner, tell them where to reach you. Uh, Matt Lindsay on Facebook, where you can also catch these live videos. Definitely tune in for the live videos. And you know me, Art Dog One on Instagram, Art Dog Three on Twitter, <laughs> Arthur Quinn on Facebook. You can always hit us at the Sons of Legends Twenty One at gmail.com. I don't know why we haven't really received too much of anything, but you guys need to hit us up, give us some topics, tell us some shit to talk about, hop on these live videos give us a shout-out, or whatever you want to do. Too late to tune in, Trisha. Um, <laughs> but it's good to see you anyway. But it's good to see you anyway. Um, yeah. Rate, review, and subscribe. And you guys tune in to the Sons of Legends every week, whether it's on Anchor, Apple, iTunes, Podcast, the, whatever you tune in on, please tune in to us, and we will holler at you guys next week. So, goodbye and See you guys later. So long.